Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. You're listening to New Zealand's fourth, maybe third, most popular novelty tech podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot in that novelty uh, novelty tech category, no, is there? No, no. It was actually quite hard to use that as a category in iTunes because it doesn't exist, doesn't I found. Wow. No. So we kind of had to go mainstream. Out. Yeah, go mainstream. So we chose um, probably what was the worst category, really, given the content that we do, which is tech news, because we really don't talk about tech news much, do no. we? Is there any? Do you reckon there's any kind of um, editorial stuff? If we put ourselves under, like I don't know, cooking, could we put uh, ourselves under cooking? We probably could actually. Yeah, because yeah. they can't listen to all these podcasts. Hey, we, we talked about cooking once. We talked about open source uh, recipes. Oh yeah, open source yeah, Kotlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's true. Right. True. So I, th- I think we could really get away with that. So we just worked this out. This is episode one zero zero one one in binary. Yep. Thirteen if we're in hex. Twenty three if it's octal. I was insistent we do octal. Yeah. Richard was a bit dismissive that we should do octal. Why, why octal? It's like, well, octal's obvious, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So we're not even going to tell you what is in decimal, listeners, because no. I think Forget we'll leave that, that as a exercise. It's a, bit, it's a bit like the Fibonacci sequence. If you look at the previous numbers that we've had... <laughs> there is a pattern. There is a pattern. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like the Da Vinci Code. It is. Well, more like Fibonacci, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we're going we're gonna to leave that as a, um exercise to you. Hey, I do want to just say thanks to uh, the number of people who have sent in a little bit of feedback in terms of uh, just, you know, saying thank you for the podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, some more ratings have gone up on iTunes, both in New Zealand and Australia. We, we really appreciate that. That keeps us on the featured list. And it means that maybe some new people will... Uh, stray upon this uh, podcast and find joy and That's what keeps us going, isn't it? It does. Yeah. The, the people that so just you. randomly stray into this podcast. And for those, of you, uh, for those of you that provided us some feedback about the content and things we could do on the show, we're just working through that, so we are, we will um, definitely respond to that. Uh, are we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I am. We are. I am, no, yeah. No, no, there's some really good ideas, actually. Some really good ideas. So we'll, we're going to mull those over. We're going to have a conference because uh, we like to do that kind of thing, don't we, Richard? That's right. Yeah. Conference. Hey, Richard, um, one of the reasons why we were recording a bit late, because you were in Australia again. I was in Australia again. Yeah. Was, yes. So, oh, I'm so sorry about the fact that we're not recording on the usual Thursday night, but as you've probably figured out from uh, our history, we're, we're kind of a random. Yeah, we are a bit recorder. random. That's why we figured a chat room thing. It's part thing, of the novelty, isn't it? That, that is the novelty. Yeah. So all these other podcasts are doing these sort of live chat room things nowadays, but we thought that'd be a little bit difficult for our listeners, given that we're really... We're all over the place when it yeah. comes to the timing and things, and we're we're barely a fortnightly oh. podcast at best. I'm glad we didn't put that into the name of the podcast, Ministry of Geek, fortnightly no. or something, because then it would have had tied us to a particular schedule. And Re- we're not those really guys long around. URL as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> on the web. Yeah, that's right. But probably one you could get. Probably not one that's been snatched up already. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I was in Australia. Really? Uh, so I was here on holiday. Any, um, any good I, I was I was pleased to be able to fly in New Zealand this time. I don't want to disquant us. I quite like. The Qantas service, but the, the seating's a bit close. Right. And I have to say, one of the things, the big difference, you know, New Zealand's always had a bit of history, a bit of a fun, um, bit of a fun safety demo. So the, the oh, new yeah. one was up, the Richard Simmons one, that was good. Oh, uh, and they have an old lady uh, doing exercises, or? No, no, no. I think you're thinking of the previous one. Oh, I am. Anyway, so that was quite fun. In, in comparison to Qantas, we, we have to sit through um, John Travolta welcoming you on board. I mean, I was reaching for the bath bag as soon as he was on. I was oh, just really? like, oh, man, that's a bit hard to go. <laughs> Any good tech on the plane? Well, actually, really interesting tech, yeah. actually, because um, uh, we flew over uh, we flew over on a, on a 777. And so you flew? You're kidding me. A, tri- a 777? Yes, not the Dreamliner. 
Yeah, but the 777s, I've never flown in one of those. Oh, okay, that, sorry. That I, didn't, I didn't want you to get overexcited. No, no, it's I'm just pretty excited, plane. though. So, okay, yeah. so um, so that's a long... I think it, because that's a long-haul plane, I think they've had those for a little bit of a little bit of time. And so they had the full, you know, seatback yeah. interactive thing. Wow. But it wasn't touchscreen. Oh, and so I was sitting oh, in this row with these these yeah. kind of these older people, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and we were all kind of sitting there. You know, you, you kind of first thing you do, touch the screen, nothing happens. You just look around. You're looking around. You're thinking, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll touch it again. <laughs> no, no, still, still. And then you're like, oh god. And you yeah. see other people have got these going. You think, oh, that's all touch screen, touch. Screen. And then and then, so there's a seat mounted uh, seat mounted oh, remote, control. remote control. Yeah, um, corded. It is corded, and that was the first thing I didn't realize was it was corded. So I was trying to kind of control it way down by my right, right, right. thigh, and of course, up and down was inverted because it's designed for. Did your wife for, mind? Designed that for you vertical. Were kind of in the- <laughs> yeah, it was, was kind of weird. And so it comes out <laughs> yeah. on this kind of retractable cord. Yeah. Um, and then when it, they said, yeah, you got to stow it for takeoff, I couldn't get it to go back, and I was yeah. just shoving all these cords. And then eventually you kind you of pull it and release, yeah, and yeah. it was whipped back into your seat. It's like and then, a vacuum cleaner. And then these bits fell off it, and yeah. I felt bad about that as well. But I found those bits and I pushed them, pushed them back in. So that was that was on the way over, and then on the way back, we we were in one of the airbuses and that had the full touchscreen which was oh you've flown I have to like say, an airbus I have to say um, the, the touchscreen is the way to go <laughs> far out because honestly the remote <clears throat> control was just a pain in the neck did you uh, think that what did your kids because you guys got a wee did they try and rip the thing off and use it like the nunchucks and to the aiming it at the screen thinking that, that no would... that's a good idea though yeah well no it wouldn't be a good idea because yeah. you'd rip the thing out of there what, 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 what yeah. kind of fascinated me you know because you know kind of a geek yeah, you, you, you're sitting there because I had it so it's on the way back it's on the way back yeah. I found that the video would stutter on my um, on my display and I, I kind of wondered how much how much tech is in those in those seat bags yeah. how much is it like a, just a buffering player yeah, or just, just a little Linux box or was it literally, literally just like uh, PC over IP streaming? Well, and so maybe yeah. someone had just stomped on my Ethernet cable, yeah. and, and that's why it wasn't going to. I, f- I flew on, um, I think it was Qantas a few years ago, and they had uh, those you know little systems. I can't remember if it was touchscreen or not. It probably was touchscreen, right? Since Qantas does that, but it had actually crashed, and it was it was a Linux shell that it was stuck oh, in. Okay. And I actually took a photo of it. I don't have the photo anymore, but I thought it was hilarious because actually you could. You know, see the whole sort of Linux yeah. um, uh, command line. Because that's what it felt it like. It felt like it was running failed. a little, uh, yeah, yeah, a little PC that's streaming. Yeah, and so yeah, I figured sense. it just every so often the buffer just ran out. Just they couldn't. don't have a lot of memory in those seat backs, really, no. do they? Samsung, not an economy. Oh, probably in business. <laughs> probably in business. They have yeah, bigger two, memory. Two fifty six. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I always find it quite interesting doing the travelling thing and just seeing how they've upgraded the the tech on the airplanes. Not a lot, by the sounds of things. But wow, you flew a seven seven seven. I'm really, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm yeah. Well, I had to go out via Auckland to do that. Right, but it was worth it. And which Airbus was that? Do you know? Uh, was it? The three twenty, the is small, that? smallest one they made. Oh, okay. Because like, this, is, this that... is Wellington. Wellington yeah, anywhere yeah. is, is yeah. the smallest place planes oh, no, man can make that will fly. The, the Dreamliner is the seven eight seven, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Wow. I'm not flying on those. Why not? I I reckon the wings will fall off. The, thing, the nice yeah. thing about airlines is, you know, they, they've kind of been building aluminium airplanes for years and years. They kind of know how they how isn't the stress it, kind of works. Is it not stuff. aluminium? Is it no, carbon, it's carbon fiber. fiber? Yeah, but it's lighter. I don't want a plane that's glued together. But it's cool, Richard. You know, you'd want. Oh, I'd want to. It'd be that. really cool if the wings came off. Yeah, and then it'd be like literally cool with the airplane. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, look, they've they've made cars out of carbon fiber for years and years. You know, like Formula One. Cars, most of those. Yeah, well, they last five. what two races, three races. <laughs> oh, they're designed for high impact, so I'm sure. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I take great confidence from the fact that it's been delayed by five years or six years because yeah. you know it, they can't make it strong enough. Is it? That I'm sure it'll be fine uh, by the time they roll. It'll be a bunch of other reasons why. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, what you been geeking out on much else? Um, so, mm-hmm. last time we went over to Australia um, in, in Canberra, I had this whole thing where we, we talked about me 
whoring myself across Wi-Fi yes, hotspots. And so, just, so this time around, I decided to pick up a pick up a SIM, a local SIM. You were in Brisbane, weren't you? So yeah, it was, different, different. Gold Coast. Yeah. Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I picked up a local SIM, and uh, so you have to go through this elaborate registration process in Australia. Yeah. So you've got to have an Australian address, and you've got to provide your passport, and and yeah, you've got to do a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and you do that online. So not online, you do that uh, over, you know, uh, by voice. Oh, it's right. got a voice yeah, response yeah. that yeah. will, you know, you can say your sex and your date of birth and, and uh, you know, where, your address and it'll accept all your addresses and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I got quite a long way through that the first time and I kind of coped with the irritating nature of that. And then um, and then I didn't have a piece of information it needed, so I had to start again. Uh, uh, and the next time yeah. through, I went through the whole process again and I got to the end and then it said, I'm really sorry, our systems are, are faulty at the moment. <laughs> uh, won't be fixed for six six hours, so come back later. Oh, really? And yeah. you already and you. Would so have in the end, I was just so angry with the whole thing that I just um I just went on onto the uh, internet cafe, paid two bucks, and registered in about two minutes online. Oh, okay. which was a much better yeah, way to go. Yeah. But what I thought was quite interesting in comparison yeah. to New Zealand, um, in Australia you get the SIM card, yeah, but you don't get a number associated with that. They've they've dissociated the number from the actual SIM card. All oh, right. So, how so do they you dynamically them? allocate that as you through the registration. Oh, process. and you just get given you just a number. Get a number so that that kind of means, I guess that that you know, if you then walk away with that sim and it never turns up in Australia mm. again, they just they just yeah. reallocate it. So. so you didn't uh, you didn't do any you didn't do any roaming on your existing New Zealand Vodafone account in Australia because you were no. using that. Like, so that's why you weren't answering any of my texts. That's right. That's right. Uh, or my phone calls. Well, it comes back yeah. to this whole you know, uh, Vodafone sent you this message saying, "Hi, welcome to Australia. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's five dollars a megabyte to roam. So just use your phone like you do in New Zealand." <laughs> and uh, and five dollars a megabyte is is yeah. really expensive. And I was interesting, actually interested when we came back. Um, I noticed that the Commerce Commission were actually investigating the telephone companies as yes. to whether they were getting re- offering reasonable value for money to their customers Vodafone's on roaming. Vodafone's one of the cheaper. One of Vodafone's actually one of the cheaper. Telecom New Zealand's more expensive, and two degrees is the most expensive. Yeah. But I, I thought five dollars. Five dollars a meg. That's yeah. not too bad if you're not. But if you're if you're a smartphone user and you're used to like just quickly loading up on Google Maps, people quite often burn through that much in a holiday. They'll, they'll burn yeah. through you know hundred meg, and, and that's oh, okay. five hundred dollars well, that you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's fair, fair call. I yeah. wouldn't want to do that. No. Yeah. Not. Oh. Well, so what have you been up to while well, I've been holidaying? Oh, um, well, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, really, but, you know, because I, I was talking about how I wasn't getting a lot of sort of good sci-fi stuff recently, I started to sort of go back to my roots, sort of go old school, and um, start watching from the very first Star Trek but in high definition. And Star Trek has been sort of remastered and released in HD format. Right. And it's, it's, and then not only have they done that, they've taken some of the old crusty CGI, well, they wouldn't have been CGI back in those days because it was the late 60s. It was all sort of models and yeah. paper mache and things. And they've basically rendered in CGI the, the exact same special effects shots, but they've made them look really pretty. And they've done this in a really, what I would say, respectful... Sympathetic. Sympathetic and respectful manner, so it's, it's totally in harmony. And I tell you what, Richard, it is just jaw-droppingly draw, draw gorgeous when you right. sort of bring up the first frames and you hear, you know, James D. Kirk saying, you know, start out, blah, 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 you know, we're on a mission to blah, blah, blah. And you just see the, you know, the Enterprise and the little, you know, whirly orb things on the... Um, Walk no oh, yes. cells yeah, yeah. spin around and it's rotating around the planet. Oh, it's just fantastic, and it, it really is like revisiting your childhood, but um, you know, with fresh eyes. 
So anyway, yeah, it's, it's really um, a remarkable kind of experience to see it all over again. I've been trying to convince my kids to come with me on this sort of journey of discovery to, you know, to, to learn about Star Trek and, you know, their dad's old sci-fi love. But um, to date, they've not really shown much interest. So, so I'm just going to have to do this on my own. So yeah. the story's still as good, do you think? Uh, yeah, that, actually, they stand up really well, I think, because... Um, you know, you think back, this, this was the late 60s, and th- this was pretty epic television, really. Some of the stories were very much about um, the real world in many ways, and, uh, you know, things like, you know, racial tensions and how, uh, uh, you know, war and peace, uh, you know, harmony, people living together, people fighting, and, you know... It, it, I don't know, it was a really great, it's great drama, Richard, and right. seeing it in HD um, is just wonderful. I compared it to the DVDs that I've got, and it just makes me want to biff the DVDs. Right. It, it Are you going to do that? Uh, no. You're not good at throwing no, things I'm not out. Gonna do that. Like... I'm not going to do that. But it almost does. I mean, the colours are so vibrant and, and crisp and pure. But the thing is, um, you then notice that people like William Shatner, they're really overacting a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of... You, you never know, noticed that before? Nah, no, not really. You were too really. focused on the yeah, awesome special effects. Yeah, things. well, I guess when I was younger, you know, it was, oh, that's the future, that's fantastic to watch the future. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, it's all nice and pretty, and then you just focus on the acting, and it's like, wow, man, William Shannon, you really overact, even more than on that, what was that, Boston Legal? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so... But it's great. I love the way he acts. I mean, you know, he is... Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'd borrow it, but I don't have anything that plays Blu-ray, so... Uh, I'm sure I could sort you out Could you, could you down-sample it to yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, something I've got, I've sort of... Standard I've ripped them so that I can actually play them on right. um, <gasps> on my PS3. No, no, no. It's, no, it's, no, all, no. it's, all, it's all... Format it's, shifted. It was format shifted, yeah. so, you know, not a problem. But um, I think, yeah, I'm going to... Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch them from the beginning... And there's only about, we've only got the first two seasons, so that's about 50 episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh, or maybe 60. No, probably close to 60. And I might just, you know, give a, a review of each episode uh, as we go. Okay. So yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Until I until get lost, bored. Until we've lost all of our listeners. listeners yeah. yeah okay. No, no. So I, I, I won't do it this time. I'll just sort of put it out there that yeah. I'm going to do that. Speaking of the yeah. 60s and kind of historical things, um, I was talking to a 14 or 50 year old who, 15 year old who I was on holiday with a couple right. of boys. Uh, and for some reason, the, the topic of Smurfs came up. Right, you know, they wouldn't Smurf, know what, Smurfs yeah. from my childhood, and yeah. one of them knew about them, one of them didn't. And one of them said, yeah. "I don't know what a Smurf is," <laughs> and the other one turned to him and said, "Hey, they, they're like, um, you know, they're like coloured people." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which, which is kind of true, but uh, not particularly. We've come a long way. Yeah. We've come a long way. I mean, you look at Star Trek when you know they had that multiracial crew, but mm, it was yeah. it was a very synthetic thing, and you know, but to show how forward thinking they were, they were okay to trust an Asian guy with driving the the Enterprise. Right. And I bet you, if you look you know? at, the, at the last shuttle crew, I bet they're all uh, multinational. They, they would be. In a they white would, kind and of no way. one cares anymore. You know? It's, in a what? <laughs> in a white kind of white way. White kind of way. Yeah. No. Well, there was a. Um, I, was, I was watching a documentary about. I always watch stuff about the space shuttle. And there was one thing that. Really, what are you going to do once it's finished? Is it going to be like the war docos? It's going to be like. <laughs> this was actually about sort of celebrating the life of the space shuttle. Okay. When it went yep. from the very first flight through to, you know, recent times when they're getting. Getting ready to the second last flight just happened, didn't it? So the, I think the last one, isn't it? Last, last one. I thought the last one. On. Last one's about to go on. Yeah, yeah. but they, they showed also the tragedies. You know, the Challenger yeah, and the Columbia one. And I noticed on the, I think it was the Challenger one. They had an Asian guy on there. They had a, a woman um, or a couple of women on there, but they had an Asian guy. So you know, they they, they copping the um, risks as well as anyone yeah, else. Absolutely. But the one thing that really disturbed me is they had they interviewed a lot of um, pilots, and 
like all of them were sporting facial hair. It's like you can't get into NASA and be a pilot <laughs> unless you've got a moustache. No, they, don't, they don't have beards. They've got mo's. So I can't believe it's like, oh, well, we don't, you know, we have to keep facial hair because it's too much trouble to, um, you know, shave in zero G or microgravity. There's got to be something else going on. You why, why do you? Why would you have to have a moustache in order to fly the space shuttle? I mean, I put that out to you. If any listeners know about that, I'd be fascinated to know. I don't think it's a generational thing. Um, because this was showing footage from, I guess, what the maybe it's early tradition, 80s? maybe it's like a national tradition? tradition or superstition. Yeah, they got know. plenty of reason to be superstitious. But so. I always wanted to be a special pilot or you know astronaut, and I, I don't sport facial hair. Yeah, so you, you look I'm... stupid with a goatee. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm saying mo. Would I look good for a moustache? I don't. I didn't mow them once. Okay, it was terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your eyesight's not great either, is it? So. I don't think that matters. Doesn't you know, it? They've got computers now to fly the space shuttle. Yeah. Are they, still, are they still computers that are the same power as, you know... Um, yeah, like a... Desktop watch. ZX, ZX81? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much. Okay. But hey, uh, while we're on this... Oh, more Star Trek I just, I just want to show you, because um, you saw this on my desk, and it's, it's a piece of sort of geek jewellery that I was gifted. A friend of mine um, knew that I had a, a very a very sad loss last year. Was it? No, last year, a couple of years ago. When the Star Trek film came out, uh, you know, the new, the reimagined Star Trek, uh, someone at my work ripped off the Starfleet command insignia off my glass, my drinking glass. And this was a drinking glass that, you know, had no other redeeming qualities apart from the fact that it had a really nice um, moulded resin Starfleet command insignia bonded to it. And I came back um, to work after the weekend and some scumbag... Had ripped it off. No. And I, and, I, and I imagine, I don't know who it was, I put up notices all around there, actually. Around. Can, I, can I open oh, this? Oh, yeah, so, you can open that. Because hmm. um, I just remember I wasn't allowed to fly the helicopter. No, well, you, no okay. but that, that was the first sort of media yeah. collision on, on a podcast, actually. That was, so this, this to me looks like yeah. a, a Starfleet division badge, is that right? It was, yeah, command division, right? So they're different divisions like engineering, oh, okay. science, um, medical... And this is the command um, yeah, division. Wow. So I, I'm actually thinking of wearing that on casual Fridays. Uh, that, that'll, uh, that'll boost you. I don't uh, even think anyone will notice. I don't, I don't think so anyone it's, a, will, it's a pin, uh, Yeah, it? it's a little pin. So oh, okay. it's not like a next generation command badge, which also doubles Ooh, oh, as... double pin. Yeah, double pin. Yeah. I'm not going to lose There's that. There's no double. way. You don't want it rotating around, so no, it's, it's not pointing no. in the right way. Because oh. otherwise it'd look a bit like a Crusader shield. <laughs> look like you're like a rugby fan. I also don't want anyone trying to Trap take it off good. me. You know, I don't want anyone nicking that from me. So, no. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm going to wear that, and I'm going to be able to walk, you know, to work and around work in the workplace, feeling sort of very confident in myself on Friday. You should you should wear that through like airport security. Oh, geez, they would they would take it off me, wouldn't they? Yeah. Don't you find that annoying? Sort of having the other. I do. I find airport security annoying. Yeah, I mean, I I want to take my little uh, Leatherman, you know, knife with me. Not because I want to stab someone, just because, you know, you never know when you can, might need it, like a MacGyver. On a plane? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 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 the cabin crew might say, whoo, you know, something's come loose in the cabin, and has anyone got any tools? And yeah. I'd be right there with my Leatherman, yeah. and we could, you know, fix some things up. Yeah. I cannot offer that assistance if they continually take things off um, at the security. Speaking of uh, things in the cabin, so I, I flew in New Zealand, and I flew on their new choose what stuff you want flight so right so you could choose to not have a meal and and not not have a not have baggage and stuff if that's right. what you wanted so so i chose this. not i chose but but the point is you could keep buying stuff throughout the flight yeah you know, so that whole you know swipe your credit card to buy a movie swipe yeah. your credit card to, to buy food 
Wow. Yeah. And then they, well, that, that, they probably end up getting more money from doing that, don't well, they? Well, the thing is about the airlines, of course, is they yeah. spend a lot of money to produce a pretty average meal. Yeah. Because of yeah. all the effort that goes in. So they just kind of said, well, you can choose. Yeah. So. Don't pay for it, pay for it. Yeah. And, uh, but there are a number of people that yeah. don't have credit cards, of course, who struggled with that whole concept. Anyway, sorry, that was it. No. I, yeah. Food What else you got for us? Come on. Well, um, I don't know a lot, really. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, going to talk yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to talk about, have you heard of OpenStreetMap? Yes, I have, and I've seen some renderings of the world being mapped out through OpenStreetMap. Yeah, so, yeah. so OpenStreetMap, for, for listeners yeah. that aren't aware, is basically like, they always talk about themselves as like the Wikipedia of street maps. Yeah. So the idea is it's user-contributed user yep. content. We could do that. Um, and so, and, and if you look at it, you know, I went to Wellington, and I thought, wow, actually, it's pretty good, pretty good mapping. And on the iPhone, you can get a couple of applications that use that, that right. to do yeah. GPS-style uh, you know, routing and uh, directions. There's and so a, I downloaded yeah. one of those before I went to Australia because the problem was I thought, uh, do I buy the TomTom? I could buy the TomTom uh, app, but that's yeah. like ninety eight dollars. Yeah, it's about a hundred bucks. bucks. And that would just give me the New Zealand map. So I wanted the Australian one. That's another hundred bucks. That's two hundred dollars. Um, and so this thing was free. Yeah. And so I took it with me, uh, and I have to say it did, it did a pretty good job. But it was so one of those. So it uses GPS location on your phone. Yeah. So it's taking. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's running yeah. on the iPhone. Yeah. So it's using the GPS information Ooh. on the iPhone. Just like the TomTom application does on, on the yeah. iPhone. Um, now, why did you use it in favour of just using Google Maps? Because it doesn't do the term. Well, first of all, first of all it, does a, it does a full yeah. download yeah. of um, ah, okay. so of, you're not of the maps. So you're not yeah. connected. And yeah. then it does your turn-by-turn instructions. Yeah. And it does spoken voice. Wow. Um, but what voice? was kind of funny yeah. about it, what I found, so I was kind of like, oh, this is actually really good. But then yeah. what I found was, for example, I was I was staying in, a, in, a, in an apartment across the broad border from SeaWorld, and I said, find me a route to SeaWorld, which was, in all fairness, a joke, because I knew exactly how to get to right. SeaWorld. Yeah. Uh, and it said it couldn't find the route. And what was funny about it was that, was that essentially it's a, what in the no, UK, what in the UK yeah. they would call a dual carriageway, which is to yeah. say oh, two, two, two lanes separated by a, a mid, mid thing. Yep. And because it's separated, the, the person that had obviously put it in, had put it in like that as two one-way roads, ah. but it got the arrows around the wrong way. <laughs> And so, as far as the GPS was concerned, yeah. there was only a road coming back from SeaWorld. There were no, no roads going to SeaWorld. So, ah. so I couldn't get there. So, but what's kind of cute Did about it is that within that application, yeah. yeah, you can submit a correction and yeah. say, oh, I think that error should be the other way around. Is it like Wikipedia where they have uh, moderators to determine whether you've done the right thing or not? Because you know. can't just have people willy-nilly modifying the map. Mayhem would ensue where people wouldn't be able to get left well, their homes. I, it was quite interesting. I, so, so I was like, okay, I led them off that one. And then I yeah. tried it again the other day, and I, I wanted to get from Wellington to Marston, another yeah. stupid example, because I know how to get from Wellington to Marston. Don't know why you'd want But to. I wanted to get to a specific destination. So yeah. Yeah. so for those not familiar with the Wellington region, it's about an 86-kilometre uh, trek. Yeah. Over the Rumatuckers. Uh, over the Rumatuckers. Yeah. And, and it came back and recommended a, a 2.5-hour journey <laughs> via Palmerston North. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. Did you clearly, again, there must have been yeah. some link road that's missing that yeah. means that you can't, in the, in its view of the world, get between uh, my house and Marston. This doesn't uh, feel ready for prime time, Richard. I don't think I'd entrust my travel plans to this open street. Yeah, it, represents, it represents good value for money. <laughs> it, it was free. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, Rick... Uh, Hey, we haven't done a, a score. Oh, you want me to give you that star? Yeah, oh, I, the I, random star I, rating the, system. Out of five. Out of uh, five stars. Uh, one. Really? Oh, no, I'm going to give it two because it was free and, yeah. and, it, and it had voice thing. Okay. Which was kind of freaky because it kept talking. Um, what was actually funny is at one point we were so convinced we knew where we switched it off and then we got lost. So. What sort of voices do you use? 
Uh, it's got a, it's got a female voice. Yeah. Yeah. Can you change it to a more male voice? Don't know. Or, like don't if you, I don't really like taking instructions from women in a car. It's, a, it's actually so, it's not that yeah. feature rich, and actually the application is a little bit confusing to work out what you're supposed to do. So, so it's actually pretty rubbish by all accounts. Yeah, it but deserves it's, that one. You start. know, it's one of those things. If something's yeah. free, you give it so much slack, and you know, it's like ah, yeah, but it's free. You know, it's amazing considering it's free. Yeah. There is a premium version you can pay five dollars. Yeah. And that gets rid of the adverts, but I, I didn't see any adverts. But it wouldn't actually make the... Uh, it would be exactly the same. It would be exactly the same functionality, yeah, yeah. and it's still reliant on the same but data. yeah, there's a part of me that thought maybe I should contribute some maps. Well, I think you should. We could... Uh, you should make up your local area. Because I'm uncomfortable yeah. with TomTom now that they sell all their data off to government. I heard that. Yeah. At least Apple doesn't do that yet. That yeah. you know of. Apple just hasn't got caught, I suspect. <laughs> it's actually worth down to. Hey, I wanted to show you something, Richard. Um, We've never done that before. Well, no. Well, How's it going to work in a podcast? Well, true. Wow. Okay, I'll explain it, okay? Um, we know that Osama bin Laden supposedly was right. caught in the last day or so. So that, that mere mention of that is going to date this podcast. So if you listen to this in a year's time, you're going to know yeah. when we did this podcast. But I was just having a look at some of the photos um, of the White House as the, you know, in the Situation Room, yeah. which is kind yeah. of like where we are right now. Wow, We're yeah. in the Ministry of Geek Situation yeah. Room. And looking at what um, tech kit they actually had... And it's interesting to see they don't run Dell, but they run pretty much exclusively HP. They do, don't they? Ah. So I've got a little photograph here, and they've got these generals. You've got Obama there, and you've got um, uh, Hillary Clinton. She's got a hand over her face. People got uh, you know little badges. As she's got a little uh, a binder that says "Top Secret." Even the Top Secret Word of the Day, which interestingly enough, they have not. Um, wow. They've not actually obscured. So there's some pictures there of well, the nature of, of the yeah. nature of the word of the day is that it expires at the end of the day. So yeah, but not... yeah, true. So they might have taken this photo, true. waited. Day. Okay, but if I could get enough of these, I might be able to discern a pattern, Richard, true. and then guess what the word of the day might be yeah. in the future, and then be able to break their codes. Anyway, the NSA. I'm sure the ciphertexts yeah. are on to you. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I thought oh, that was fascinating. So um, they use HP. So HP's probably got a pretty no. good procurement deal with no the why US, they US government. No, I mean, they make good laptops. I mean, all the screens are blank, and that's that's my experience of HP. <laughs> they don't seem to work. No, I, I was expecting those to be Dell, but no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so what, uh, is that Centrino, is it? So, so no Macs in there, I see? No. No, no, no not at no, all. No. Uh, also, there's another picture here in this about um, situation where we want to see, they've got a whole bunch of, you know, like a big screens, and I wanted to see if I could see what brands their screens were, but unfortunately it's sort of oh, obscured. And, uh, you know, it's probably Cisco voice over IP stuff. But I thought that was just kind of mildly interesting. Being blocked by that man's head, whoever he is. Yeah, that, that tall, dark man who's wearing that blue thing that looks all very official. Yeah. yeah I've heard of him, yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing, though, what, the reason why I even went to this was I was looking at some news online about the Osama Bin Laden. Actually, I wasn't that interested in it. The thing that caught my eye, though, was a, um, was a headline in the paper. And just sort of this is on the sort of theme of the way geeks read things. And it says... Bin Laden's capture, vindication of Intel officials. And I was thinking, crikey, what, does this vindicate Sandy Bridge? Does it vindicate, um, you know, them not yeah. actually having anything better than Atom for the mobile thing? And I went into the thing and I was like, no, they weren't talking yeah. about Intel officials. They are talking about intelligence officials. Yeah. And I was like, well, they've got to be really careful about how they work yeah, these things. it's very they, confusing. It's very, very, very confusing yeah. for people like us, you know. Yeah, so I, was, I, was, I thought it was a bit, a bit funny. Um... Hey, I've, uh, my car's in the shop for panel beating at the moment, and I've been given a loaner car. And I've just realised how how much of a crutch technology has become for me and my, my partner, Angela, 
when it comes to driving because uh, this vehicle is a Toyota Corolla. And, hey, I don't want to diss Toyota because the brakes do work and I'm all good with that. But um, it's a pretty basic car. And things that we've become accustomed to with our Ford, such as the ultrasonic um, alerting when you're, when you're reversing, yeah. like I don't realize how much I rely on that to the point where I'm waiting for that beep, 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 beep to tell me when to actually stop yeah. as opposed to actually looking. And yes, I came very, very close to um, backing into something <laughs> yesterday as I was driving away from the soccer, from the darkened car park. Yeah. Uh, also, the little things that beep when, um, you know, like your fuel's getting low. And these loan cars you borrow, they never have much petrol in them. And, you know, they've got this silly indicator that you're expected to actually look at. Right. You know, yeah. again, I've become accustomed to this audio. It's proactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading, uh, uh, well, I... Did you have those issues? You drive with? Ford by preference, right? So well, I, Again, I don't yeah, want this Ford, but yeah. I, I did hire a Ford in in, the, in Australia, which I struggled with because Ford have controls on the reverse side to Japanese cars. Well, only the only certain Fords. So if you oh, buy okay. a Ford Falcon, because it's designed in, in Australia, Australia, it's yeah. very Japanese. Well, this was a Ford Focus, so it's out of Germany. The Focus, the Focus in the Mondeo is a German yeah. design, Belgian-made, I think. Yeah, so. it was pretty crap, to be honest. I mean, it, really? it sounded like a diesel, but it was actually, I it was the actually Focus, petrol. The Foci are pretty good. And the fuel gauge didn't really work. And Yeah, yeah. anyway. Okay. Um, hmm. What was I... What I was actually going to say was I, I was reading something about the new Ford Focus with the um, Park Assist. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Which which was kind of interesting because it sounded like they paired Parking Assist. So that's yeah. where it does the automatic turning the yeah, wheels for yeah, you to yeah. park yeah. with a manual. So you had to do the gears, no. and it would do the it would do the wheel. And then what the reviewer said was, yeah. if you touch that wheel, it just it goes off in a huff. It's and really abandons shoots. you. It's it abandons like, you to um, uh, sorting it out for yourself. It's a bit like cruise control if you <clears throat> touch the yeah. the brake or yeah. the accelerator. You can't ask it to keep going. You can't ask it to start again. It's like no, I don't want to. So you touched my wheel. Now that, that, so that's kind of the sulky thing. Do they do it? the parking assist on an automatic? I assume so. Right. No, they just so, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I would have assumed it was on an automatic. It's the fact that yeah. they they've applied it to a manual as well. I think it's quite. That's freaky. Freaky. But would you would you like having parking assist? I would love it. Oh, I'd love it. Because I, I, I mean, I can, look, every, any man can, with their salt, can generally do a parallel park. Yeah. Uh, but I look, I'm getting to that point where I prefer not to. Yeah. <laughs> I look for the angle parks. Uh, absolutely. Look, you know, and... Or, or, the, or the thing where you could, you well, you could put drive a small, in. You small can, track and trailer. You yes, track and trailer, exactly. You know, and you just kind of park yeah. in the middle so yeah. you get, yeah. no one's going to park around But yeah, uh, I could really, that's technology that I wonder, just... I wonder if there's like, a, is there like a future conversation, you think? Yeah, you ring up the insurance company and say, hi, look, I dent my car whilst parking, and they go... Did, did you have assist on? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I yeah, didn't wanted to try so manually. Yeah, yeah, you, you're like the other way around, which is like so. Yeah. Even sorry, you had assist, but you decided to park yourself. Yeah, you you idiot. Know, well, yeah, you're going to pay extra for that, buddy. It's not that it can't be that difficult. I mean, my car kind of knows where I am spatially now, and I, and they have it right. So they yeah. have it in the US. Why are they not releasing those features down under? I want to know. That costs money. Well, I'd happily pay probably even another thousand dollars, and I doubt it costs that much more. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's insurance against the dent yeah. from trying to parallel park. So seriously, do you not even turn the wheel in parking assist? It automatically turns the wheel for you, and I believe so. And you just—it'll tell you when to brake, right? Yeah, it tells you when to brake, when to far out. Accelerate. I mean, I'd be happy if the car just drove itself. Frankly, I mean, I want a Google car. A Google car. I want a Google car. But I'll be the guy that just sits in there just in case an accident happens, you know, yeah. someone, you know, breaks and I need to... I, I'm, I, I, Google, or I'd be happy to go with OpenStreetMap. <laughs> it's a long way. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I, after that review... I could I park have, and walk yeah. to SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'm happy to go with like an Apple 
automated car, and I don't give a toss if they sell my location <laughs> it would information. So nice. It will look yeah. so nice. And, and it'll be close. Three years in, it would function yeah. the way you wanted it to. Yeah. They'd have finally indeed, got it right. Indeed. So. After a few um, upgrades, yeah. I'd be I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. But no, I've just realised how how dependent I've become on that kind of technology, and that I actually found that find this car completely undrivable. Right. <laughs> and I refuse to drive it now. You know, it's like, you can't tell me when I'm going to hit something. I don't want to know about you. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. Good stuff. Hey, uh, what do you think of this uh, Viber app that I got you onto? Ah, it's really upsetting me. But that's, yeah. Yeah, not as much as the Ford having the controls around the other way. But Yeah. I, so, you, you explain it. You explain it first. Oh, my brother. Um, oh, no, I got my brother onto this uh, application of Viber, which is for the iPhone only. It's also coming to Android. Um, and it just allows you to do voice over IP calls and voice over um, and texting, I guess, through this application. So it bypasses your phone app and the 3G network um, or the GSM network, and it just does everything over IP. Uh, and the reason why I got excited is that I actually made a call to my brother in Melbourne, Australia, and it was far better than a normal GSM, um, you know, call yeah. between two handsets or to a landline. And it was it was really crisp and clear, and I know you know it uses something like I heard about five hundred twelve k uh, a minute, maybe. Right. Okay. So probably kind of kind of on the high side, maybe, but depends, I suppose, on the the quality. I was going over three G. My brother was on Wi Fi. Then I sent the invite to you, Richard, and you gave me a call. I was over Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Oh, but you, you rang me today, and I was in a I was in a th- I had three G coverage. I, I but I'm in, in a building that doesn't have okay, great coverage. Okay. So. Well, I, I was doing three G in a building. You were doing three G in a yeah. building. It was it was, it was pretty good. Was I, pretty I good. find the volume a little bit low, um, and yeah. I found the irritating thing about it because it's not obviously fully integrated with the operating system. It's an application. Yes. When you ring through to me, of course, it, it, it does pop up as a notification in the yeah. iPhone. So I go, oh, somebody's ringing me. But then I've got to unlock my phone and yeah. type in my password, and then, I, and then I can do something with it. I can answer it. Yeah, and quite often I don't do that fast enough to actually respond to your call. But then I can call you back. You fine. can, you can but almost. Then, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's at your convenience. And I think people got to remember that these devices are at our convenience. They're not for the convenience of the caller. You know. True. You know, they've always. But the telephones have always been for the convenience of the receiver. I think, and we should think about it in that way. So we shouldn't rush to the phone. It's like, well, if I can get to the phone, then I'll answer it. If I can't, well, it'll, they'll either call back because it was important or it'll go to voicemail, in which case I'll listen to it at my convenience. Okay. You're going to get off that soapbox? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You shouldn't feel bad about not answering my okay. call. Well, okay, well, I won't answer your yeah, calls. Yeah, yeah, well, not as quickly. Yeah. yeah. That, no, the whole notification thing is completely busted on iOS, though, don't you think? Just it's like when you get a couple of messages or a couple of messages and a, a missed phone call, it, it just looks, re- it does looks very unequalish. Yeah, yeah. They really need to fix that. And I think WebOS have, um, they've done some really nice things. So hopefully Apple copy them because hey, that's pretty much what everyone speaking does. Of, speaking of busted things. Yeah. What? Personal, personal Wi-Fi, personal hotspot, personal hotspot. You got Wi-Fi, it? I, Bluetooth. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I was just saying. That's like form. Yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, slow. It's, it's kind of retro, isn't it? But but I was actually kind of pleased because I got to use that in Australia. So what did no, you... No, it was better than you, nothing. It was kind of lame. What did you Bluetooth your laptop? To? My iPad. Can you... Wait a second. I don't because know, because yeah. uh, where I was in Australia, I had yeah. a particularly appalling 3G coverage. And yeah. I might add, you know, the stupid part of me got Vodafone because I was used to Vodafone in New yeah. Zealand. And I know Vodafone's number like 12 in their rankings of... Of coverage in Australia, but right. um, <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of had to put my phone out on the balcony, and then I could kind of iPad the iPad could kind of Bluetooth across yeah, yeah. to that. 
Yeah, so that was great. I didn't know that you could. So I found a use for that yeah, feature. I, I didn't know you could do that. It made it worthwhile the fact that I upgraded to the latest version of iOS yeah. and made my phone kind of clunky and slow. It yeah. was good. I knew that you could take your laptop and Bluetooth across to your phone. I actually didn't know you could do that with iPads. Um, I thought I only did. Frankly, I thought you could only um, do the, connect them to internet over Wi-Fi. So I've learned something there, Richard. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty slow, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, given that I was going over three G data connection anyway, with poor reception, the four is it four it was, megabits? It was pretty good. Four megabits Bluetooth, oh, something really it's low. Any amount, though. I mean, I wasn't trying One to watch video. For goodness' sake, <laughs> your, your kids probably want to watch um, YouTube. You know. Oh, I tell you what, the kids when they got to Australia and discovered there was no Nick Junior on the on the whatever satellite receiver. <laughs> oh. Well, that's what you into the world. world. That's, that's why you travel YouTube. internationally, yeah, right? So you can watch the same TV you watch oh, in New Zealand. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Hey, I did want to ask, um, it's kind of on this whole, you know, White House uses HP, yeah. uh, Qantas seems to use Linux probably on yeah. its things. Have you noticed this trend in um, television programs and movies? You know how people have, you know, Macs and it's got the little Apple logo, it's very, very prominent. Yeah. And, you know, you may like that, you may not like that. But there's no kind of um, universal Windows or, you know, PC manufacturer, right? So there's a bit of a trend now that if you watch certain TV shows where they decide to be non-Apple but to be very PC, they have laptops and they have a Windows logo, which you can never buy. You can't you can't buy a laptop with this Windows logo on it, right? Because mm. Windows, that, Microsoft don't make laptops. Yeah. But what they've done is just taken the, you know, the badge for Windows and plastered it on the back of a laptop. So it's probably a Dell or an Acer or an HP for all we know yeah. on the back. And I thought, gosh, you know, Microsoft's... Uh, I mean, they Product have to do something. It's, it's it, was, it was a really good idea. And it, it re- looks quite good. But it was just got, got me to thinking that um, I don't see any sort of like little tux penguins on any of these things. No. And I think, is, is Linux almost dead? You know, do, do, how many of your mates use Linux, Richard? Uh, yeah, and I, I'm, trying, actually. I'm, I'm actually trying to think of the people no, I know who... Staunchly yeah, the things used, that come to my mind are the yeah. people that are real cheap-ass people that you know, <laughs> won't, won't buy the operating system. I know a lot of people who used to use Linux and yeah, then yeah. said, I got really tired of doing the Linux distro things and I've moved to MacOS, a lot of them. Yeah. Especially if well, that's where it. I was coming from, right? I mean, yeah. this is why you know I stuck with Windows 7 and, and Windows 7, MacOS, you know, whichever yeah. you choose. Uh, I'm the same. I just don't need... I cannot be bothered yeah. trying to save those $200 because the... The amount of money, the amount about. of my time yeah. I have to spend mucking around with this stupid Linux yeah. uh, would just frustrate the hell out of it, me. It's exactly the same about ultrasonic sensors for reversing cars. Exactly. You know, you just get the point. Yeah. I, I just don't want to have to think yeah, about that. Car to park itself. Yeah, I want it to tell me when to do it. I'm in a hurry. I need to get yeah. home to play with my Linux distro. So. But um, like Android's a Linux based, right? So yeah. Android's probably like the most. It's not. But the problem is not Linux per se, right? No. So the Linux operating system, like any, yeah, yeah, is fine. Oh, it's, it's good. It's good. It's the user interface that they've they've always put over top of it, and they've they've always had lots of competition. They've always been. It's, they've always tried, but it's never quite got there, and it's always had this. Yeah, yeah it's kinda, always almost the like, next release. Next yeah, release the, the package bank. manager. Yeah. It, it's clever, but oh man, what it's doing most the average punter is not going to. Uh, I just feel like I I should give Ubuntu another go. It's been a few. Don't, don't. Uh, I have I recently because about a year ago they said oh you know this is it this is the Mac killer 
Yeah. And so, you know, I fell for that. You know, the register, the, I don't, I don't need a, to a site that I trust, you know, uh, <laughs> said, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. And I put, and, and all they'd done was I kind of changed the background so it was purplish. Yeah. So, a little, but otherwise it was. The same, I same can't crap. remember the, the new um, UI for it, but they've completely rejected things around apparently. Have they? Yeah. All right. Completely you, you, buggered it up yet again. You uh, load it into. Uh, I might, I might I'll get a virtual a machine, virtual machine yeah. and I, I just, just to play with it because. Next week? Next month? Yeah, next podcast. I, I think I will do that. Whatever random time that could so be. That, yeah, so yeah. that I can actually just tell you about my experiences good um i had to i had to do something recently in order to get these star trek you know things to play on my ps3 and i had to i had to process a whole lot of files and i don't even do this very often because i just do them by hand you know one or two things and i got the point it's like oh my goodness i actually have to like program and it's been Ooh. a long time for me. Yeah. Been a long time since I've done anything. And I thought, oh god. And again, I'm almost at this point. It's like I know algorithmically, like you know, I could do it in my sleep what I need to have done. But God, I've actually got to like syntax it up. I've got to actually, you know, get it right. And I've got to pick a language to use. And I don't do much of that stuff anymore. And I was like, I've been putting off this task for ages because you know you got like fifty odd files. I've got to like repackage and yeah. convert the containers, and I've got to generate a whole bunch of meta files that get processed through this command line thing and through some script. And I thought, you know, normally I just grunt it through, you know, manual switch shop, just yeah. you know, outsource it to India kind of thing. And I thought, no, this time I've been I've been given a reason to actually do this, and, and I've been you know put it off for ages. And I thought, what am I going to use? And I thought, <clears throat> you know. Uh, Python came to mind because I've done a bit of Python in the past and that, that seemed like well, that would be really easy to do Perl kind of came to mind but I've never really been a Perl person and you are a Perl god oh, by yeah. all accounts Richard everyone always said this we've only taken two lines <laughs> probably um, yeah I'd say mine took a little bit longer than that but and, and I thought oh maybe Ruby uh, and then I had in my mind well actually you know I don't I've never really used Ruby I don't even know Ruby I think is installed by default on Mac OS so is Python so is Perl yeah. actually yeah. all of those things are and I thought oh you know could use Objective C but that would have been totally over. I'm getting really nervous really I'm worried that we're heading towards a Visual Basic or something no I, I I decided okay thank you. Let's, I was, put my, let's put my mind at rest I decided had to be Python because uh, you know I knew I knew it could do the job. But, you know, it's been a few years since I've done any of that. And, you know, a, a long time ago, before you had, like, Google on the interweb, you'd have to buy a book. You'd have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, and, you yeah, know, in a matter of, you know, half an hour or whatever, looking on the on the net, Googling it a bit, I was able to put together what I need to do. And I, it just made me think, gosh, you know, learning to program nowadays is really easy. There's it so is. many resources. Yeah. But it also made me realise, like, oh, you know, it was kind of fun. It was actually quite exciting. I felt like I discovered fire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was actually... Well, that's the thing about programming. It's, yeah. it's quite a creative process up to a yeah. point, and then you yeah. get fed up with it, and you just want it done. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, to me, you know, I had to debug it a little bit a few years, and it was kind of interesting, very interactive. Yeah. You know, and just have a little command line um, terminal window up there, running the Python interpreter um, interactively and, and stuff. It, it was kind of fun, and I remember sort of going around, you know, puffed my chest out, so, <laughs> you know... Some of that. Um, and I thought, gosh, you know, maybe it gives an excuse to learn some more, but I don't know if I will. Until... Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things you don't really do it. No, you got to do, you got to do the traditional kind of open source thing. Which you go, that was interesting. I, maybe if I re-implemented it in <laughs> Perl, and if that doesn't work, I'll write it in Java and maybe some C sharp. Just, just to learn. Just keep re- just, re-implementing the same crap in different yeah. languages. It's what keeps the IT industry going. It does. Yeah. It does. But I was thinking, you know, do you, do you do much Perl nowadays? Do you, I don't know. Do 
No, is it, is it something you can just go back to? I still quite a lot of VB scripting, and I hate that with an all-consuming passion. I do like... I've done I, a lot of VB scripting, and, and, and it's powerful, mate. Oh, it? not as powerful as Pearl. I mean, oh, Pearl, no, Pearl's amazing. Sure. I mean, Pearl's... Yeah, I, I mean, I draw the line at object-oriented Pearl, because I always thought that was a bit of a is joke. And I, can, I can hardly say that with... Was yeah, that Pearl 4? No, it's fine. I, see, I, I was using Python 2.6. I'm not even using yeah. Python 3, because that wasn't installed. And I, that was also the thing that put me off. It's like, oh, God, i got to I got to download this stuff. i got to yeah. either build it or install it. And I'm like, oh... And all that time that you put off doing it, I could have spent just doing it. i got to say, yeah. it's kind of sad, but I, I tend to write this stuff in Java these days. Oh, but it that just, seems just, so wrong. Uh, it does, and, and even to me, right? Oh, my I mean, God. I mean, it seems wrong, but um, it's just that the context switch between programming languages yeah, is actually, yeah. after a while, if you haven't done it for a while, it's like, oh, what's the equals? Is it an equals equals or an EQ or a... That's- a single equals that's exactly what I <laughs> and mean and those little yeah. things can make a big yeah. difference in your application exactly. so sticking with a single programming language because I tend to uh, build stuff in general in Java um, even though yeah. it's like a five line program but it does so, feel sad every time I do it I think so it's been a it's been a few years since I've programmed Java and I would it, that is just like a it's it would screw, sick man it it's would, sick it would screw my mind to think how, why would I use that to do yeah. something which, well, did you not do it fully object-oriented? Did you not represent all the things as objects and objects calling one another? Look, the file handles were objects, and that was, but they were like native objects. That's all I needed. And the strings are kind of native objects in Python. I, Python's amazing. It really, it's, it is really, really good. I, it, it just made me fall in love with it again, the way it handles lists and collections. Yeah, now that we drifted into programming land, we yeah. can talk about... Um, no, we can't. Uh, okay. no, no, we can. Sorry, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. No, 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 no. no, no, no I want to hear. Get it, no. I want to hear. I was only kidding. No, unfortunately, I forgot the name, which is actually why I've stopped. Uh, so the 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 movement right now, which is around, um, you know, JavaScript on the server. Ah, oh, what is that? No called? idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, shall I look it up? I'm going to no. look it up. Let's not look it. Up. Yeah. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. So, but but yeah, it's this whole concept. Uh, you know, so JavaScript for a while was kind of the embarrassing thing that we had on the yeah. client, and you know, in the future it was all going to go away, and then suddenly it kind of had a rebirth, and now <laughs> we're writing script. everything in JavaScript, yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, hey, let's write it on, on the server, server as well, because and you know, the people that people yeah. that were like the browser weenies, like mm. the design people that kind of moved into JavaScript, are like. Man, we can build the whole application without any like of those Goodness. nasty Java and C sharp people. Yeah. We can just build the whole thing, and they're they're really excited. And it's like a whole movement sweeping through. It's almost like Ruby on Rails without any sort of structure. Sounds worse. It's it's much, far worse. Far worse. Yeah. Java, JavaScript's got terrible lineage yeah. as a language. It's, it's ugh. Yeah, I can't so, believe that. It's you huge. Know? Yeah. So you, you don't you're not pay five kind of guy then I use Pill 5 I, I don't no I don't I, look I, I you could give me a Pill 3 interpreter and it would give me everything I need yeah. I, I just you know oh, Pill 4 actually I think 3 was not so great um, you know I just don't need those extra features I, I'm more or less a, a single single utility kind of guy it's like I'm, I want to take some data I want to process it very quickly that's all I wanted want to, to do Richard yeah, exactly and Pill I, is the language of course and, and yeah I mean in the old days I would I use C Python's to do that as well. I, Python's 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 beautiful. Python. I was just beautiful it, it, it read like English it was yeah. like butter off my. It, it, what I, what really worried me was like, oh my god, I'm never going to remember the syntax and stuff. I don't have a syntax capable editor. Which, in fact, I did found out. Um, but it was just beautiful. The thing about Python, me, is, I mean, Pearl's Pearl, got built-in obfuscation, which is the key. The key just to, to that, making it really hard yeah, for people code, like me. The code's unreadable, and and that's what I find. It's like it's impenetrable. It's inscrutable. But every time you it's come like back, it's language. like, oh, that whole thing is it? Is it the dollar? <laughs> Backslash or the dollar, you know, back quote or the dollar forward quote. That's yeah. the before match or the after match. That's great. Dollar zero is the match. You know, that's <laughs> just beautiful stuff, really. And, and you, yeah, I can see people reading and thinking this is just. Ah, uh, you so, know, I'd, I mean, I'd have to read that camel book, yeah. you know, tw- ten times over. And let's move on. Uh, 
shall we talk about let's let's get on to the gadget graveyard i think for gadget the, graveyard we're starting to run out of time yeah okay well my mine i haven't put it on the desk but i showed you i gave yeah. you a visual so i got a visual you got a visual i'm not sure about this as a graveyard because you're not giving it up you're uh well, yeah. I haven't thrown any in my way. Either. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, why I didn't get. Yeah. And actually, um, the, one of our listeners, I think it was Cameron. Hello to Cameron uh, and to Richard. There was another Richard that uh, sent um, emailed us. I can't remember which one of you guys suggested this, but someone suggested that maybe uh, some of our listeners may wish to send us their gadgets from their graveyards, or maybe we could do this in a virtual way, which you could maybe take a photograph and send it to uh, the men of geek at gmail dot com address. That's a good idea. Yep. yep. Yep, we'll post it on the blog. So, yeah, probably best not to send it to us because, uh, A, it may not get to us because, uh, you know, we live in a third world country, New Zealand, and the postal system's a little bit dodgy. But also, um, you know, we then would have to send it back and that will logistically... Very you don't want to trust us. You don't want to trust those yeah. gadgets because then we might fall in love with them and, and adopt them. But how about you take a photo of your long-loved uh, or unloved gadget and email it to us and give us a bit of description about it you know, how you came by it, why, why you loved it, why you hate it, what's happened to it, some of the history. And, uh, yeah, we might pick some of those, might mention some of those. Yeah. Uh, I really like that idea, actually. That was yeah. a, a, really, a really good idea. But anyway, um, yes, my, my gadget for the Gadget Graveyard is my um, very first Sony PlayStation. So I've got the Sony, Pla- the very first original, and I don't know if they did a, you know how they took the PlayStation 2 and they reimagined yeah, it they several did. times? And they've done with that with the PlayStation 3. I own the original PlayStation 1, the original form of the PlayStation 2, and the original form of the PlayStation 3, which is still in commission. So this week's Gadget Graveyard, I because I, I saw it in my closet, and I thought, crikey, I didn't, couldn't believe I still got that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, yeah. So you got the memory card? The, I have got the memory card. It's got like which, a 16K. Yeah, yeah. Oh, incredible sort of things. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I even got some of the games packed away. Um, you can actually... I've... Um, I've got the PS2, which I can play some of those games, but I, I don't, you know, use that anymore. But it was great, you know, it's got a CD player, you know? Yeah. It was one of the first, um, it was amazing, that it was actually a CD player as well as a game player. I don't think I ever used it for playing CDs. Yeah. So, um... It was one of those things, wasn't it? Because it kind of came from nowhere, produced that PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, it really blew away it Nintendo. It did. Um, Nintendo PlayStation 2 came NES, out, people yeah. were like, oh, these guys, these guys are now, they, they're going to own this market yeah. forever. Yeah. PlayStation 3 came out, people <laughs> went, oh, I'm not sure they got that quite right. And it, boy, it took them a long time, and gee, isn't it expensive? Yeah. And also with the, the, know, the, the PSP, it the was like, wow, that looks not, amazing. Not that's going to blow Nintendo away. Except yeah. Nintendo went, how about we just make something that's fun to play? And, and people went, okay. Jeez, they do that, don't they? they? I know. Why don't they focus the, the on w- specs? Because the Wii is... They're supposed to focus on specs. The Wii is just so damn fun. Yeah. And that's why it's been so... Well, yeah, if they just focus... I think the 3DS is starting to focus on specs. That could be the first Nintendo <laughs> handheld, which yeah, actually doesn't do so well, because it's not focused on just yeah. loads of fun. Fun. Yeah. Did you know that Nintendo was founded in 18... Oh, gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. But I think it's like 1899 or 1898. Well, it wasn't always a games company, though, was no, it? No, they... Um, they produced playing cards first, yeah. and then they got into taxis and into love motels. But uh, I can't remember why I came with Oh, that's right. I was doing a quiz with my kids on the weekend, and this whole question, when, you know, the question was, it was a really leading thing, was Nintendo um, founded in the 1900s? And I said, oh, of course it was. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and of course, fail was yeah. wrong, and we looked it up. And we said, oh, you know, it was, you know, 19, 1899. And my son said, oh, was that when they released the, the first Game Boy? <laughs> oh, my God. How cute. You're so old. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, yeah. So that, that was really funny. 
But yeah, so they've done pretty well for themselves. Yeah, my, yeah. Contri- my contribution is not, this is a virtual thing too. This is vi- tonight's uh, virtual? No, it's more virtual even than the virtual thing that you had, because yours was a real thing. And mine's in the We closet, just couldn't be bothered bringing it down no, to the table. No, yeah. Mine's disk partitioning. So my sister, my sister's given me her PC to try and correct, yeah, because yeah. Um, she's got a PC where... So wait a second, your, let me get this right, your gadget graveyard is a... Is a technology. Is, is a computer science concept. Yeah. <laughs> you blow my mind. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, in the in the old in the old in the olden days, right? I partitioned. If you got a if you got a piece of, if you got a disc, you yeah, partition it to like four hundred pieces, right? Well, no. And then you yeah. you'd bore people endlessly about how <laughs> about how well because because I've got an operating system partition. Yeah. I'm not getting fragmentation. Right. And, and I've separate and my and my uh, my virtual disc my virtual disc is being that's a separate partition as well because that's that's all writing you know it's, it's doing random access. Yeah, it's the same so disc though. Well, sometimes not, right? right but anyway, okay. so so what, what frustrated her was, you know, the PC's not that old, but it's actually got two discs, right. each of which were partitioned in half. So she had four, four partitions, partitions yeah. um, all of which were about 40, 40 gig. That pretty, it's a pretty old PC then. Pretty old, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, and of course what she's got is she's got, you know, she's got the new, one of the newer, not the new, um, uh, iPad t- uh, iTouches iPad Touch, iPod, iPod, iPod Touch, touch. Yeah, iPod touch. Um, yeah. which has got she's 128 gig, so she's trying to back it up. <laughs> Seriously, it's 128 gig. Yeah, or, or 64. no, 64, 64. Gig. Sorry, so that's a lot for if trying to back that up. And, and of course, all the disk is all partitioned up wow. into little tiny stupid chunks. Right, and she's going, "Why would you do that?" And I was like, "Well, it seemed like such a good idea <laughs> back in the day." And you're right. It's oh, really... you did this for her? No, I didn't do it. Oh, no, no you wouldn't do that. Would no, you? no. Jeez, no. Well, I'm too lazy these days. Yeah. I Although just, I have to say, with my one of my PCs, I did partition it in half. I, I just bought a two terabyte um, hard drive last week or week before because I was running out of space, and I told him I was looking at this. I partitioned it, and that's the thing. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with partitioning <laughs> oh, no, no, when I you've got to. that I much had, space. I, I had to, but when you only had a little amount of space, yeah, anyway, and maybe it felt like a lot at the time, but I'm not yeah. sure that's. that's I, right. I I just said because you know two terabytes is too much just to have raw. I, I wanted to, but you don't you don't partition for performance, do you? No, and that's I mean, the thing. This was partitioned for, for, performance. for performance and all the. It's that yeah, concept that, like that I'm it. trying to bury in the graveyard. Right, you know, they were striping it. Don't yeah. do it, anybody. It's oh, bad. No, I, I have to disagree, Richard. I don't think it's a, a bad thing. I think it's just a, unnecessary. I don't think it's even unnecessary. I think it's horses of courses. If you if you feel the need to partition, and I still feel the the deep, burning yearning. Need to partition at times, Richard. I'm going to do it. Look, okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going to remind you. Okay, so, personal... so don't partition non-geeks drives for them. No, leave leave non-geeks drives no. all in one space where they just got a big block of data. Big, to play. big ass. You want to, if, you, if yeah, you're a geek true. and you yeah. want to partition your data because yeah, because you, you, you know it. that if you get it wrong, you'll be able to back it up to one of your other billion terabytes of exactly. disk, yeah. repartition and put it back. Right. The, the average punter not no, so not no, so, no, so. no and and they get ex- really confused. C D E F. What are all the exactly? It's like can't there just be one? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. unify your positions. All right, hey, um, well, we've covered a few topics. So next time, I'm going to um, I'm going to do a very very quick informal review, my personal review. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and if it's <coughs> harsh, we, could, we could lose some listeners here. Maybe yeah, one no, or two. I'll do, I'll do that. Okay. I'll also maybe talk about the very first Star Trek episode that I'm going to watch. Forward and I look forward to yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell you about because actually, since doing this, okay. I, I haven't actually watched any of them end to end. You know, like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of voyeuristically, yeah, yeah, and just gone. Oh, that's beautiful. <gasps> but I actually haven't sat down and actually watched one in right. its entirety. So I'm going to do, in, that, uh, in that case, I will be interested. Have you ever watched them? I mean, Star Trek, yes. Then, okay, so I actually, I actually don't dislike them. 
Alright, so you're gonna maybe I might See, it's a gay thing, you. isn't it? I don't dislike I didn't say I like them, oh, yeah. I just say I don't dislike them. It's like I, it's like it's non trivial. I might inspire you, Richard. You might. I'm I'm looking I'm gonna inspire Did you. Did you say there were sixty four episodes? Oh no, no I, there's about fifty I think in the wow. first two seasons in wow. total. So there's a lot we Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I might watch one. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick the best one. Well what I wanna do is I wanna pick the primo, the ones that personify, exemplify the Star Trek Star Trek ethos. I want to watch the one where, uh, start, where, where, where Kurt goes up against the the the, the Gorum. The Gorum. No, uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember that one. Okay. Can't come, come on, give it the I can't remember which season that is. Yeah. It might be three, in which case I don't have that. <sighs> okay. And then I have to watch it in standard definition. And I ain't going to do that. Okay. Can't Fair do that to myself. All right. Hey, listeners, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek. Mm-hmm.